Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. Well, I remember times uh, visiting my grandparents' house in South Dakota, and I remember the smell and the feel of the basement I got to sleep in. I remember exploring my grandmother's house and uh, the neighborhood in her tiny little community. And it may be that kids don't remember how nice or large their grandparents' house is. I don't remember how big hers was, but I do remember how it made me feel. And if you're a grandparent, just know you play a significant role in your grandchild's life by offering your unconditional love, especially at those times when they're over at your place. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Danny Huerta. He's the Vice President of Parenting and Youth here at Focus on the Family. And let's turn to a conversation as we begin that uh, Focus President Jim Daly and I had with Michelle Howe, who offered some great advice about encouraging your grandchildren and adult kids. You know, one of the things I remember very distinctly with Trent and Troy is when we went to Gene's parents' house uh, early on. I mean, they were cognitive and operational at that point, three or four years old, where we could watch them react. They felt so comfortable there, which caught our attention because we'd go mm-hmm. to friends' houses and, you know, they'd be a little intimidated or mm-hmm. a little shy. But when they stepped into Gene's parents' house, it was like they were there with family, like they right. knew it. Right. There was something different. Uh, does that happen? Oh, it does happen. And it can happen all the time if you're the grandparent who makes it happen. Yeah. You know, I know, I know some grandparents who, you know, you, the grandkids run in and they're at, already the expectation is high. Why isn't my grandchild running up to me and giving him a big hug? Well, because he's at that age where he doesn't like anybody. Right. You know what I mean? But their self-esteem is so involved in that love and that adoration from their grandchild that they are just, they're not loving their yeah. grandchild unconditionally. They're the adult. They should be the mature one. They need to be unconditionally accepting their grandchild, all of them, despite if they don't care for their personality or the little season their kid is in or whatever. We're called to love them and to be, like you said, that covering and and just the grandparents who buoy them up yeah. amidst all the heartache. Michelle, let's camp there for a minute because I think it could be very instructive for those listening who are in this spot right now, either as the grandparent or maybe the adult child. But so often personality plays a role in this as a grandparent. You might have been a more introverted person mm-hmm. as a grandparent, and it's hard for you to be up and buoyant and, you know, to be thinking of that grandchild because they're not really contributing to the discussion of world peace yet, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it takes from you. What advice would you have for that type, that personality type that, you know, may be a little distant as a grandparent? Mm-hmm. How do they break out of those shackles and understand what their grandchild needs from them? Well, one thing I think that grandparents neglect to do is talk to the parents, if you yeah, are at a true. loss, they want talk you, right over them. Right. If you're at a loss, and I'm not sure what one of my grandsons or my little granddaughters like, or if they're in a kind of a weird stage, I go to my daughters and say, "Okay, they're acting a little funky, weird right now. What, what what's going on? Help but me." But you're proactive about it. Yes, as the grandma. And I think you have to be proactive. Yeah. And I'm an introvert. So okay. If, if I'm an introvert and I'm doing it. Any other introvert out there can do it. No, that's good you to know, know. And my husband's an extrovert, so they run up to him, and they're in his arms. Right. Papa! And they're all yeah. over him. And you know, and while that can be a little bit much for me, when they come into the house and give me their hugs, and I direct them to the next thing we've planned or whatever, it's all great. But you know, you have to communicate to the parents. Yeah. I mean, you're not just these 
adults in their life that can make independent decisions for your grandchildren. You have to respect your adult children. You know, so often those fissures that exist in the grandparent-adult-child relationship can get blown up. They become canyons Mm -hmm. in this relationship. And it can be a whole set of things. You know, it's the grandparents aren't following the rules of the parents, their kids, who are setting different rules for their kids, right? Mm -hmm. How does a, a grandparent honor their adult children, which they probably have struggled their entire life honoring their kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a good point. I think that, again, communication is key. When your yeah. child comes over with the grands, I ask them, what are they allowed to have today? Can they have a treat? If she says yes, it's okay. If she says no, I honor that. Are they allowed to watch anything on television today? I mean, any little kids No, that's program, all good. So you go through a checklist. We, we do, in my mind, I like. I know what their standard is in their house. Yeah. I want to uphold it and applaud it and elevate it so that those grandkids love their moms and dads and respect them, and then we can be that conduit that yeah. helps it all work out. Because there's going to be a point where those grandkids are going to start rebelling some, questioning the authorities. You know, I mean, my grandsons have said to me, well, mommy makes me do that. What do you think? Oh, really? And, and yeah, yeah. And I'll say, well, I think that is a really good idea because da 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 da. Yeah, so you they, support mommy. They, I, oh, support yeah. mommy. Support That's mommy. Good. Support daddy. And I tell, if they say, well, mommy was kind of mad or whatever, I'll say, well, mommy had a long day. And you know what? What That's do you do good. when you have, you know, you're talking, you're always trying to get them to be critical thinkers and to looking to the Lord. What would God choose? Mm. But you know what? You're right. When there's those broken relationships with your adult children, you have to be extra careful. Yeah. But you're already extra careful. Well, you know, and the point of it is, what a great time to repair those relational problems. Mm-hmm. Um, better now than later. Yeah. I mean, why not work on it? Right. And, and when you can do that, mm-hmm. when a grandbaby comes along, boy, I've seen, you know, families kind of mend together because maybe the grandma, the older grandma was upset with her adult son, let's say. That baby comes in the picture and then his wife goes, you know, you, we need to make amends here. We're not going to have a babysitter, number one. And number two, you're not going to have a relationship, you know, and the grandma starts to soften. They work right. things out. I mean, those babies hold a lot of leverage. Well, I so appreciate Michelle's advice, and it can be so helpful when grandparents take the time to discuss expectations with parents about food and media choices. Uh, Danny, what are some important topics beyond those to discuss? Well, I mean, there's uh, there's so many things as far as the rules, the boundaries in the in the home. Food is a very important one at this time when you have allergies or sensitivities or preferences that that are part of the diet. Entertainment and technology is huge. How long a child's going to be potentially on the phone, or can they be? And then, what are you going to be consuming and watching? The important part for grandparents is to realize that they're a supporting cast. They're not. They're no longer the parents. They're an extension to the parents, and they want to be, be respectful and supportive. If the parents are healthy, they're in a good place, you're there to support and encourage. Be life-giving and encouraging. Instill life and spirit in your kids while they're parenting. And that can include just sitting down and saying, hey, what, what is it that you guys want us to reinforce, mm-hmm. and how do you guys want to see that in our home as, as you bring the kids over because we want to be helpful. Yeah. That's a great way to start. Now, if, they're, if you're completely different in, the, in, in values and beliefs, that gets a little trickier uh, as a grandparent, especially if there isn't a, a faith in Christ mm-hmm. and they're saying, hey, you can't pray with our, our kids. 
then there there needs to be potentially some counseling, some conversation around that because it can be difficult to navigate that. And in some cases, sometimes there's alienation that happens. They'll decide, well, we're not going to take them over if you don't do this. There are some times when it seems that there are demands that um, this is how you have to do it, mom and dad, with my kids. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do it that way, then I'm going to be really upset. What's the starting point for diffusing that beyond a counselor? I mean, what's something I can do to say, seriously? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it'd be a good way to start right there, right, John? Well, just maybe that that help me understand. Help me understand why that makes sense for your kids, and I I want to hear that out. And uh, would it be okay if we just sit down and talk it through a bit? Because I'm concerned about it, yet I want to be respectful to what you're bringing up here. And I want to be honest. This is hard for me to hear. And I have some suggestions and some thoughts, yet I love you tremendously. And so let's talk this through. I want to respect that. I want to just tuck in a quick story here. You have to keep things in perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about our firstborn. Dina was absolutely convinced that she wanted to nurse him as long as possible and avoid introducing, you know, processed foods and stuff. And we were at her parents' one time. And um, for dinner, I think it was. And um, after dinner, she walked into the kitchen, and her dad held our oldest in. He might have been six months old. He had our oldest in his arms and a spoon of ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) So Grandpa gave our son his first treat in life, ice cream, without us even knowing it. All we could do was smile. It became a great story. We tell it all the time with fondness. Now, it would have been easy to blow up, but the look on both of their faces was priceless. (laughs) So get perspective if there's an issue. Try to smile and get the fun out of it when you can. And certainly get a copy of the book that Michelle uh, wrote, which has a lot of great advice for grandparents. There's a reason they call it grandparenting. We've got copies of that here at Focus on the Family. And in fact, if you can join our support team and make a generous monthly gift or one-time gift of any amount uh, today, we'll say thank you for being part of the team and making podcasts like this possible by providing resources to uh, those who call and contact us by equipping parents and grandparents by sending that book to you. The details are in the episode notes or call 800-A-FAMILY. And whether you're a parent or a grandparent, we invite you to stop by our website. We've got lots of great articles and videos, links and resources to help you build a solid relationship with your kids and your grandchildren. And next time, we'll be talking about discerning when your kids are involved in too many activities. For now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 